We're just about three weeks away from maybe the best event in baseball, the World Baseball Classic. And there's some Orioles competing, Cedric Mullins, Dean Kramer, Anthony Santander, and others. We'll talk about where they'll be playing, how you can watch them, what roles they'll have, and how it will impact the Orioles moving forward coming up on this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast. You are Locked On Orioles, your daily Baltimore Orioles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Orioles fans. Today is Tuesday, February 14th, 2023, and welcome back in to the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Connor Newcomb. And coming up on today's episode, we're going to take a look at the Orioles in the World Baseball Classic. As the 2023 WBC rosters were revealed late last week with all of the teams competing. And you got six different players in the Orioles organization who were on those rosters. A couple of surprising snubs as well. A couple of guys we thought would be there, but they aren't. So we'll take you through who those players are, what their roles will be on their WBC teams, how that will impact the Orioles in spring training with those players not being there. And then we look around the WBC because there are 24 other players, former Orioles, who uh, we're going to highlight as well. But that's all coming up on this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast. Before we get there, though, just did want to thank you for making Locked On Orioles your first podcast listen of the day. We're free and available on all podcast listening platforms, and it's free right here on YouTube. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the Locked On Orioles YouTube page. We are back to daily here five days a week. New episodes of the pod starting this week. Thank you so much for tuning in, taking you all the way up to opening day through what should be a very fun very exciting 2023 Orioles season. But before that season gets started, we're going to get what I think, personally, might be the best event in baseball. And that is the World Baseball Classic. Now, we haven't had this thing for a while. And we're supposed to get it a couple of years ago. It gets pushed back and pushed back. And eventually, here we are. 2017, the last WBC. Now in 2023, we're getting the World Baseball Classic once again, awesome event, group stage, plenty of teams across the world playing baseball. And obviously we had a, a great tournament, a great final, the iconic moment of Adam Jones robbing Manny Machado when the U.S. played the Dominican Republic in the 2017 version was that, I mean, that was literally the highlight from the last World Baseball Classic involving two Orioles who were still teammates at the time. And now we get to the 2023 version where the Orioles, as it was announced last week, when all of the official rosters were put out for the event. The Orioles will have six players competing. Three of their major leaguers and three of their minor leaguers will be in the WBC this year. And honestly, it's kind of a lower number than we thought. And we'll get to that in a minute. But wanted to start with who you should be watching in the World Baseball Classic. An Orioles fan, watching guide, rooting guide to the 2023 WBC. And let's start with the Orioles' three major leaguers. And they're one player on Team USA, and that is Cedric Mullins. What an awesome honor for Cedric to be named to Team USA for the World Baseball Classic. Of course, coming off the amazing 2021. Stats went down a little bit last year, but still a great season as the Orioles' everyday center fielder and their leadoff hitter. And he will join, obviously, a stacked USA roster right now. They are, some places have them first or, or second in terms of teams favorited to win this tournament. But the question kind of becomes... How much do we see Cedric Mullins play? Because although he's been great and it's awesome to see him on this team, when you look at who else could be on the roster and who else is on the roster, 
it's tough to think that Mullins could play every single day. Now, the other true outfielders on the roster are Mookie Betts, Kyle Schwarber, Mike Trout, and Kyle Tucker. Now, Jeff McNeil is also on the roster. He's a second baseman, third baseman who can play the corner outfield, but I would kind of keep him out of this group, at least for now. But if you look at those other four players, Mullins is unfortunately the fifth best out of those five. Betts, Schwarber, Trout, Tucker, and Mullins. That's just how it is. However, I don't think, with the fact that Mullins is on this roster, that Team USA really wants to put Kyle Schwarber in the outfield. Now, he does play a solid amount of outfield with the Phillies, mostly because they just don't have outfielders who can play defense. But I think we're at the point where Schwarber is probably mostly going to DH versus during this WBC. Might play a little corner outfield, might play a little first base, but probably going to mostly DH. So if you think McNeil won't play much outfield, then Mullins is facing off with Betts, Trout, and Tucker. Unfortunately, all three of those guys are significantly better players than Cedric Mullins. And you're probably looking at a starting outfield of Mookie Betts in right field, Mike Trout in center field, and Kyle Tucker in left field with Schwarber DHing for the WBC. Now, Cedric Mullins is obviously a nice fourth outfielder slash defensive replacement slash pinch runner to have on your WBC team. And I would not be surprised if Mullins appears in every single game for Team USA, even when he doesn't start. Now, it's going to be tough for him to get starts because, you know, as a left-handed hitter who has struggled against left-handed pitching, if he gets a start, it's going to be against a right-handed starter. But there's not even really anybody you're going to platoon him with because you're not going to platoon him with Schwarber or Tucker because both are lefties as well. And I don't think you're going to take Mookie Betts or Mike Trout out of your lineup to insert Cedric Mullins because you think you'll get a better matchup. That's probably not going to happen. So I think Mullins may start a game during the group stage to just get guys a break, and maybe he'll start too. But I do think whether it's defensive replacement, maybe for Tucker, maybe if Schwarber gets a start in the outfield, he defensive replaces him. I think he'll certainly pinch run. And between that, you could see him playing in every single game for Team USA. So essentially, he's in the fourth outfielder role for this team, and, and it definitely will be fun to watch. Second big leaguer going to this event is Dean Kramer, who we've known for a long time now, is going to represent Team Israel at the WBC. And when you look at the Israel roster, obviously not nearly as stacked as Team USA, you could make a really strong argument that Dean Kramer is the ace of the Team Israel pitching staff. Now, there are some relievers on Team Israel who have a lot of Major League experience, but in terms of starting pitchers on this Team Israel roster, Dean Kramer is the only like legitimate MLB starting pitcher. There's a couple of guys who have maybe gotten a cup of coffee or two in the big leagues, but Kramer you know, has been in the bigs. I mean, not super long because he spent a lot of 2021 in AAA, but just came off a great full 2022 season in the big leagues. Nobody else on this Starting staff for Team Israel has that. I mean, you got some guys like, I mean, Zach Weiss and, and Jake Fishman, who have a little bit of major league experience, could start. You got some other relievers um, that I'll mention as well. Richard Blyer, who we'll talk about later, the former Oriole, is on this team out of the bullpen. But, I mean, group stage game one, I would not be surprised at all if Dean Kramer is the starting pitcher for Team Israel. Now, it obviously always makes you a little worried you know, an Orioles starting pitcher who is certainly in the plans to be in the O's opening day starting rotation being used kind of early. You know, this event starts on March 8th, being used that early and, and trying to win games for Team Israel as a starting pitcher. So we'll see what kind of innings limits the Orioles might have on Kramer in this event. But it's going to be cool. I, he's, I mean, he's going to start at least one game. If Israel advances, he could start two games in this event. 
And it's going to be fun to see because I, I truly think he is the ace of this Team Israel staff. And then the third big leaguer the Orioles are sending is Anthony Santander, who will represent Team Venezuela in this event. And unlike Mullins, who is probably going to be pushed to the bench, Santander is probably going to be in this Venezuela lineup almost every game. And this is a stacked Venezuela team, but it's really interesting because they're stacked with infielders when it comes to hitters, not really stacked with outfielders. So the outfielders on this team, there's only three true outfielders that Venezuela named to their roster. Ronald Acuna Jr., David Peralta, and Anthony Santander. Those are the only three outfielders they named. Now, Luis Renjifo and Eduardo Escobar, both infielders by trade in the big leagues, are on this roster and both have played the corner outfield in their major league career. So they are both, you know, kind of backup options in the outfield and could get some starts out there. But you have to think that the Venezuela starting outfield is going to be David Peralta in left, Ronald Acuna Jr. in center, and Anthony Santander in right pretty much every game. And, you know, Santander and, and Peralta could switch depending on outfield dimensions and different things like that. But Santander's probably going to start every game in this Venezuela lineup. And it's going to be awesome to see him be on that stage because he's going to be in the lineup with guys like Acuna and, you know, with guys like, I mean, Miguel Cabrera is going to play in this event as well. And with all these big name Venezuelan players, people are going to realize how good of a year Santander had in 2022. And it's going to be fun to see him hopefully play in, in every game for a team Venezuela that could, could win this thing, to be honest. And then in terms of minor leaguers, there are three minor league guys that are heading to the event for the Orioles. Darwin's and Hernandez will also be representing Venezuela. Of course, Hernandez, the left-handed pitcher who the Orioles acquired in a trade for cash from the Red Sox this offseason after he was DFA'd. Orioles then DFA'd Hernandez. He slipped through waivers, and the O's were able to put him in AAA Norfolk. So Hernandez will be there throwing a hard fastball, good slider, no idea where it's going from the left side. And then two legitimate minor league somewhat prospects for the Orioles. Ryan Long will be pitching in this event, the right-handed pitcher who the Orioles took in the 17th round in 2021 out of a Division III school in California. He will be representing Great Britain in this event. Long had a really, really strong 2022 season, had a 3.10 ERA in 73 innings with the Delmarva Shorebirds this year. And then Daniel Fetterman will also be in this event, right-handed pitcher, who the Orioles signed as an undrafted free agent out of Miami after the 2021 draft. He had some more struggles this year, but did advance uh, kind of split his year between Delmarva and Aberdeen and had a 5.58 ERA in 71 minor league innings in 2022. I would think Hernandez will probably be used by Venezuela just because of the stuff. We'll see about Long and Fetterman. They are on two of the weaker teams in this event, especially Long on, on potentially Great Britain. So that means you could see both of them pitch at least once, hopefully, in this event. But cool to see some O's minor leaguers going over there as well. But when you go back to the major league guys, you know, they got three of them in Mullins, Kramer, and Santander, but it's kind of surprising because we were expecting five. I mean, all the way up until the moment all the rosters were released late last week, we expected the O's to have five big leaguers in this event. We expected Dylan Tate to represent Team USA as well, and Ramon Arias to represent Team Mexico. It had not been officially announced, but when the Orioles put out the graphic that Cedric Mullins is going to be on Team USA, Dylan Tate was right in that same graphic that he had committed to Team USA. And a couple weeks ago, Ramon Arias and his brother Luis Arias, who was with the Brewers, did kind of a joint announcement that they would both be playing for Team Mexico. Well, Luis Arias is on the Team Mexico roster, and Ramon is not. And 
you know, it, it could be something of the Orioles kind of talking with these guys and, and not wanting them to play in the event. But the Orioles can't forbid them from playing. I think there's rules about, you know, if you spend a certain amount of time on the injured list last season, your team can forbid you from playing in the event. But Arias and, and Tate weren't fully healthy, but, you know, Arias had a couple of injuries, but neither of them spent extended time on the injured list last year. So I think they would have been able to play in the event. It would have been awesome to see them both. I mean, Ramon could have been in the lineup every single day for Team Mexico, and Tate would have been a, one of the better relievers for Team USA, but they're just not on the roster. So, you know, we haven't really heard clearly what the reasoning is, but unfortunately, neither of those guys, at least for now, will be in the WBC. So that means Tate and Arias will be in spring training with the Orioles for the entirety of it. But the six other players, and, you know, specifically Mullins and, and Kramer, Santander, and Hernandez, you know, will not be there for a part of big league spring training. So the question becomes, how does that impact, maybe not as much their abilities to make the team, because I think Mullins, Kramer, and Santander pretty much on this Orioles team. I think we all know that. But how does it impact the chances for other guys to get a little more of a look here in Sarasota? We'll talk about that coming up next. But first, this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and all the calories, well, you got to try Built Bar. It is the most delicious protein bar out there, and it's still good for you. It's perfect for a New Year's resolution. Now, what makes these bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. And I just don't know how they do it, because you eat a Built Bar, it really does taste like a candy bar. But then you remember, you look at the package, it's only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and there's a whopping 17 grams of protein in every bar. It's the perfect combination. And now, Built Bar has gotten even better, because in the past, you had to go to Built.com, order your bars, wait for them to arrive. You can still do that, but now they're in the stores as well. You can go to your local Walmart, go to your local Sam's Club, and both places carrying Built Bars right on the shelves. You can walk in and walk out with those delicious and nutritious Built Bars. So with the World Baseball Classic just over three weeks away, we wanted to take a look at which Orioles would be competing as the rosters came out late last week. And, and as you look at that, you know, the event starts on March 8th. Games will run from March 8th to March 21st, obviously right in the middle of spring training. And the players who play, you know, they're not just going to be leaving on March 7th. Like they will mostly leave probably at least a week before that. So by the end of February, at the very latest, I mean, all these guys are going to be gone from big league spring training. And that affects most, you know, Mullins, Kramer, Santander, and Darwinson Hernandez, who it hasn't been announced he'll be in big league spring training as a non-roster invite, but most likely he probably will be as well and, and will miss some time when he is with Team Venezuela. So when you look at it, you know, specifically looking at, at Mullins, Kramer, and, and Santander, because I don't think Hernandez has a great shot of of making the team out of spring training just because the you know there's only so many bullpen spots to go around. But Mullins, Kramer, and Santander have spots locked in. Santander is going to start right field slash DH. Mullins going to be your starting center fielder. And we don't know for sure yet, but I, I'm pretty certain Dean Kramer is going to be in the opening day starting rotation. I think we all know that, you know, these guys playing in the WBC is not going to give them a hit on their ability to make the team at all. But what it could do is open up some chances for some other players during those, you know, two-ish weeks that, that these guys are gone, three weeks, maybe up to a month, to, to step in. And, and at first, we'll, we'll look at Cedric Mullins because 
I don't know how much it affects who makes the roster that Cedric Mullins will be gone, but it does give you a better look at some guys. And again, you know, Mullins, Santander, and Kramer, the, these are not guys who are going to be playing every single inning and pitching, you know, six innings at a time in spring training. They're going to be guys who start the games, play three, four innings, and come out because the O's know they're going to be on the team. But even those three, four innings at the beginning of the game are important because even if with Mullins gone, you have, you know, Austin Hayes or Ryan McKenna playing those innings in center field early. Then when they come out of the game, well, there's more innings for Colton Kowser to get a look. You know, there's been some questions this offseason about can Kowser stay in center field defensively when he gets to the big leagues? Well, the Orioles can get a better look at that question with Mullins gone. They can also get a better look at Daz Cameron. Remember, they claimed him off waivers from the Tigers early in the offseason. Good glove, good speed and center, just the bat has never developed since he was a top prospect. Well, he is in spring training as a non-roster invitee. Cameron's going to get, I think, more of a look in center field because Mullins will be gone. And I don't think Daz Cameron is going to make the opening day roster. I mean, he would have to basically play so well and, and essentially steal that spot from Ryan McKenna right now. But if he gets more of that chance, I mean, he has big league time. Maybe he can steal that spot from McKenna. Maybe he plays so well with those extra innings he'll get that maybe it makes a, a big difference. So, yeah, you get more of a look at McKenna and Hayes in center field. They don't get to play as much of that with Mullins around. But also, Kowser and, and Daz Cameron playing some center field. I think it's going to be really important for the O's to know how that goes uh, with more innings in center from both of those guys. With Santander gone, you know, I don't know how much he was going to play in the outfield defensively in spring training. To be honest with you, the O's kind of know what they have there. But you will get to see a little bit more Kyle Stowers early in games um, I, I think what you could see is some more Terran Vavra and Adam Frazier reps in the corner outfield. I think the Orioles were certainly already going to give those guys plenty of reps in the outfield in spring training just to see, okay, how much can we really play them in the outfield when we get to the regular season? Because I, I do think at this point Vavra and Frazier are both going to make the opening day roster. And then one more guy that, that could be positively impacted, I think, would, would be Robert Newstrom who still made that list of non-roster invitees, you know, had a really disappointing 2022 after a solid 21 in AAA. And we're kind of at the last chance for Newstrom here because if he doesn't pick it up this year, I mean, the O's are probably going to release him at some point this season. And so with Santander out, you know, you can see more Newstrom at DH or in the corner outfield in big league spring training and just get more at-bats against big league caliber pitching, and the Orioles can see, you know, how big of a, an issue are his his swing and miss problems, or, or can he still be an option for us moving forward? So I think that could be really, really good for a guy like Robert Newstrom. And then with Dean Kramer gone, you know, it's also the thing where, was he going to pitch that, that many spring training innings? Probably not. You know, it'll be more about the impact on Kramer and the Orioles, about making sure, you know, he doesn't throw too many pitches or too many innings when he's at the WBC with Team Israel. You know, managing his workload there. When he's not throwing, is he getting the correct work in on the off days that the Orioles would have him doing if he was still in Sarasota? Obviously, that will be a big thing there. But also with Kramer gone, you know, if he was just in Sarasota the whole time, you know, probably, let's say, I don't think Israel's going to advance too far. So let's say Kramer misses two starts that he would have gotten at spring training. Well, those two starts can go to any of the other 11 starting pitching options that the Orioles have in big league spring training. So maybe Mike Bauman gets one more chance to start a game instead of coming in in relief. Maybe Tyler Wells Bruce Zimmerman, maybe Drew Rahm or, or Spencer Watkins, maybe any of those guys just get one more chance to start a game in spring training. And 
they were going to get the innings anyway if the Orioles want them to. So if you're thinking, well, what's the difference if, you know, Drew Rahm gets to start a game and pitch three innings instead of pitching three in relief later in that game? Well, the big thing is when you start the game in spring training, generally you're facing still major leaguers and better better opponents. As the game goes on, more and more minor league guys get into these major league spring training games. So if Mike Bauman and let's say, you know, Drew Rahm each get one extra start in spring training because Kramer is gone, then you get more of a look at Bauman against legit big league hitters and more of a look at especially Drew Rahm, who still hasn't pitched in the big leagues. And the Orioles just added to the 40-man roster this offseason. You get more of a look at him against big league hitters and more info on, you know, can we call Rahm up to the big leagues? At some point in 2023, that's all good data for the Orioles to have. So although Kramer may not be gone as long and maybe he'll only make like one start for Team Israel and then he'll be gone. It could still help, you know, one of those 11 other starting pitching options and could change things for maybe a guy like Bauman who could be like right on that opening day roster bubble. Maybe he gets one extra start because of Kramer gone, pitches to more big league hitters, and that pushes him over the edge to get the final bullpen spot maybe for the Orioles uh, as they head north. So certainly will have an impact on spring training. But the six players we mentioned from the Orioles, you know, they are not the only guys in this WBC who have ever played for the Orioles. There are actually 23 others in the WBC who have either played for the O's in the majors or the minors in the past. So coming up next... We're going to remember some guys, remember some Orioles guys, and specifically get you excited for almost all of the teams competing in this event. But first, this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast is also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Now, the Super Bowl is over, but the midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because customers get a no-sweat first bet, up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drain. You can even bet on futures as well. You can take a look at the season that Nikola Jokic is having and maybe you say, you know what? Let me put a little money on him to win the MVP. Seems like a pretty solid bet at this point. Plus... FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So we talked about Mullins, Kramer, and Santander, along with three Orioles minor leaguers, competing in this year's World Baseball Classic. But there are 23 other names on these rosters that were released late last week of guys who have played for the Orioles in the past. And I got to say, it was a fun trip down memory lane. So let's remember some guys. The 23 former Orioles who either played for the O's in the bigs or just the minor leagues who are on World Baseball Classic rosters this spring. We'll start with Team Israel, teaming up with Daniel Fetterman and Dean Kramer, who will be on Team Israel. Danny Valencia, who had two separate stints with the Orioles, no longer playing in Major League Baseball, but playing in this event. Ty Kelly, as well, had a couple of stints with the O's in the minors. And then Richard Blyer, our old friend Richard Blyer. Of course, the Orioles traded him away in 2020. He just got dealt to the Red Sox, actually, so he's back in the division. All those guys playing for Team Israel 
Um, that will be that'll be a fun one to watch. That's kind of a lot of uh, of current and former Orioles uh, who will be on that team. Wanted to go to Team Czech Republic because surprisingly enough, there are two former Orioles minor leaguers on this Czech Republic team. Now the Czech Republic team is about two thirds just guys who play in Czech Republic. There's there's a few guys who have played in the big leagues or in the minors, but Martin Cervenka, a former Orioles minor league catcher playing for the Czech Republic, and then Jan Novak, a left-handed pitcher who pitched in rookie ball for the Orioles in 2014 and 2015, is on this pitching staff as well. Moving to Team USA, really Cedric Mullins, you know, without Dylan Tate, is the only O's connection there besides, of course, Nestor Cortez, who you know pitched a few games for the Orioles in 2018 when they picked him out of the Rule 5 draft and returned him after that, but he will be on Team USA as well. For the Dominican Republic, a couple of fun names on this one. Of course, we start with Manny Machado, who played for the DR in the 2017 World Baseball Classic as well. Dominican Republic right now is the betting favorite to win this event. They have a stack team that also includes Nelson Cruz as kind of a manager of this team, but he may be playing as well. We will see. And also maybe the most exciting name on the DR team, Cesar Valdez is still doing it, still dominating the Dominican Winter League, and he's doing it enough with that dead fish at almost 40 years old to make this WBC team. He got another minor league deal uh, with the Angels, I believe, this offseason, so he'll still be in a big league camp as a non-roster invitee with Anaheim, but he'll be pitching in this event as well. And I forgot to mention one other Team Israel player, Ryan LaVarnway, who was an Orioles backup catcher back in 2013, also on Team Israel, kind of stacked uh, with former Orioles on Team Israel. Moving on to the Netherlands, which is obviously the kingdom of the Netherlands, which includes Curaçao, which is where most of their team actually is from. And, and Jonathan Scope will be on the Netherlands team once again. Of course, still with the Detroit Tigers, has... Um, not as much success since leaving the Orioles, but Scope will be there. And Charlotte Scope as well, former Orioles minor leaguer, uh, will be with Team Netherlands as well, Jonathan's brother. And then Jair Jurgens, uh, who, if you remember, pitched in two games with the O's in 2013, is uh, one of the right-handed arms on Team Netherlands as well. Moving on to Team Puerto Rico, a um, an old friend who... Just left the Orioles in Jorge Lopez. Of course, the O's traded him to Minnesota this year. He will be pitching for Team Puerto Rico, another stack team in this event, although they will not have Carlos Correa, uh, but they will have Jorge Lopez in this one as well. Moving on to Team Venezuela, as I mentioned, Anthony Santander and Darwins and Hernandez will be on that team. They will also have Robinson Chirinos, who still at this point, you know, will not be re-signing with the Orioles, but he is still a free agent. He has not announced his retirement. I think is still looking for another one-year deal to be somebody's backup catcher in the big leagues in 2023. Maybe being in this event, if he gets a chance to catch with Venezuela, will be a tryout for him to, to get maybe at least a minor league deal late in spring training. So, you know, we'll see if that uh, does work out for Robinson Chirinos as he will be teamed up with Santander once again. And I forgot to mention on Team Netherlands, Pedro Strope will be pitching for the Netherlands as well in this event. We move to Team Italy, which was actually supposed to have more former Orioles than it did. Remember, Nick Vespi was supposed to pitch for Team Italy, but had that hernia surgery that's going to keep him out for the WBC. He is hopeful to be back for opening day. There was also talks for a while that Trey Mancini would play for Team Italy, but he backed out. So you do have the one former Oriole in there in Matt Harvey, who will be pitching for Team Italy in this event. 
Go-to Team Korea, of course, who else but Hunsu Kim. Orioles fan favorite in 2016 and 17 and has gone back to dominate the KBO since then. He will be on a very, very strong South Korean team in this event as well. And then I believe we just have Canada and Panama left on this list along with Great Britain. I mentioned Ryan Long pitching for Great Britain. Maybe even a more random former Orioles name pitching for Team Great Britain. Vance Worley will be in the starting rotation for Great Britain in this event. Uh, it's going to be kind of fun to see Vance pitch in this one. Moving on to Team Panama, a couple of former Orioles infielders who you may have completely forgotten. Uh, Jonathan Arauz, who played for the O's briefly this year, will be on Team Panama. And Ruben Tejada, back to uh, the 2017 Orioles for a bit. He will be on Team Panama as well. Team Canada has one former Oriole on it. And uh, this is really remembering some guys, but Adam Lowen. Adam Lowen probably sparks a lot of emotion in Orioles fans. He will be pitching, not being an outfielder, which he tried to do after failing as a pitcher with the Orioles. He will be pitching. I don't know how much, but he'll be pitching for Team Canada in this event. And then the final one on Team Mexico, of course, Ramona Rios will not be there for Team Mexico, but Manny Barreda, who pitched briefly out of the Oriole bullpen in 2021, will be on Team Mexico's bullpen as well for the WBC. So a lot of names, former Orioles, current Orioles competing in this event. Always fun. I absolutely love the World Baseball Classic. And we'll have it covered here on the podcast as well. Again, the first game, March 8th, the event runs through March 21st during spring training. We'll obviously have all things Orioles spring training covered. But also when an Oriole does something in the World Baseball Classic, we're going to talk about it right here on the pod. And again, now that we're back to five days a week, we got plenty of time to talk Orioles here on the podcast. And we will be back tomorrow as well because guess what? Tomorrow is pitchers and catchers report day. Finally, they are back in Sarasota. Baseball is oh so close as spring training really does start tomorrow. So no better time than to do another opening day roster prediction. The opening day roster prediction 2.0 for the Orioles coming up on tomorrow's episode. But until then, I'm Connor Newcomb. And this has been the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.